This episode is sponsored by the IoT Job Site, the world's only dedicated space for applying for and advertising IoT vacancies across the world. Register now for job alerts or get in touch via Let's Talk at the IoTJobSite.com. Welcome to the IoT Podcast Show. I'm your host, Tom White. I'm excited today to introduce Nordic Semiconductors to the podcast. Uh, this is actually our first two-part podcast, where today we'll be joined by Martin Lezund, who is the Technical Marketing Manager at Nordic. For those that aren't aware, Nordic are a leading fabulous semiconductor business working in Bluetooth low energy, shortwave and longwave chipsets for the IoT industry. Martin, welcome to the IoT Podcast Show. Thank you very much, Tom. It's nice to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here, especially this uh, two-part special that we're doing with Nordic. It's uh, it's really yeah. really great to find out a little bit more about the business, and uh, you know, looking forward to getting into it. Um, obviously, I know Nordic Semiconductors. Uh, some people may not know Nordic. Can you just give a brief background into uh, who the company are and your background in particular within the business and and IoT? Yeah, sure. So Nordic Semiconductor is a fabulous uh, company. We uh, um, have mostly been in the short range area by uh, making uh, system-owned chips, for example. So you may know of the NRF91 now, NRF51 series, and uh, NRF52 series, and now we also have cellular-based uh, chipsets with the NRF91 series. So we have been uh, very popular in the Bluetooth low energy space. Uh, for example, by smartwatches and uh, kind of computer peripherals and all that kind of neat stuff. And now, uh, for uh, we started off, uh, I think, in around 1983 uh, by some students. And then uh, <laughs> we, uh, uh, further on, we made uh, system on chip approaches and uh, made it more flexible for customers and not just... Uh, uh, standard ASICs for uh, spe- specific uh, tasks. But uh, yeah, that's uh, a little bit about Nordic. Uh, we have been big in Bluetooth low energy, as I said, and now we're yeah. also opening up into the long range by uh, focusing our efforts on cellular. Mm. And uh, we think that is a very uh, a great technology, especially yeah. for the uh, introduction of LTM and MBRT. Yes, uh, yeah. And, yeah. So that is something that I got very interested in when I started off at Nordic as an application engineer in the tech support group. Uh, I got to work with all of our uh, customers, uh, asking uh, different kinds of questions and uh, with regards to our devices. And I uh, fell in love with our cellular line, the NF91 uh, series. And I think that technology has a lot of potential. Uh, so I just wanted to do all uh, with cellular and uh, after a while I chose to work as a technical marketing manager instead. So now I am uh, actually focusing on getting feedback from customers uh, with regards to their requirements and what they want to see in our uh, cellular products and I can help out with steering ahead uh, which uh, way we are going to go with our products and uh, also uh, like to meet people and uh, get to talk to people and also do some marketing by uh, sharing our uh, offerings with uh, our customers. So it's been a great. 
Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much for that introduction, Martin. Yes, I, um, I, I mean, the business is really interesting. And something I just want to pick up on there is that you talk about shortwave BLE and your interest in cellular. Um, I mean, I, I myself am using a wearable right now with I think the 51 series Nordic chipset. Um, what is it about long wave for you and cellular that interested you to go more into the position that you are within the business? But can you talk a little bit more about Nordic's vision for cellular IoT and what we can expect to see in the future. Yeah, so cellular has been uh, from before. It's been a bit complex and uh, difficult to get started for developers. So at Nordic, uh, always one thing has been important for us to make low power devices. And when we had the introduction of the LTM and uh, NB-IoT technology, we saw that uh, the opportunity to make low power devices is an uh, is possible, so uh, we uh, have a way to make low power devices. It's important for us and ease of use. And the uh, last thing is uh, highly integrate the, uh, the device into uh, to uh, small chipsets. So uh, we try for the ease of use kind of. Uh, strategy is that we make complementary tools, we make software development kits for customers for free so and our development kits are available from different distributors so they can just buy it from everywhere, everything is open so uh, people can just get it and actually start to develop right away. You don't have to do a quota of thousand devices before we can send you a development kit or talk to you. And we have also a very open uh, tech support group. We have our own site, the Developer Zone, uh, which uh, is a great forum with uh, many, many uh, people uh, from our side helping out uh, the communities uh, that have uh, any questions. So uh, that is uh, kind of our vision to make uh, low power devices, uh, make it easy to use, and also uh, it's highly integrated. So yeah. we make the hardware and also we make the software. So everything is under uh, one-stop shop. So it's easy for customers to get help if they have any issues and uh, that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the, 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 the benefits of cellular IoT is, is quite huge. And we've had people previously on the podcast talking about this from other areas. But for, for, for you know coming from Nordic, a fabulous semiconductor, directly talking about hardware and the software they're producing is really interesting to to see um just a little bit more uh, detail around the two applications then so we've got ltem and we've got mbiot um in terms of the benefits of those um protocols um what what you know what can the average user ex uh, expect to see from this There's sort of demand on the street you know how, how is this going to enrich their lives uh, in your view, Martin? Well, uh, for the average uh, guy in the, in the street, um, it would make things uh, around him much easier to be connected to the internet, right? Because for cellular technology, you don't need a gateway. For example, uh, from your uh, home, uh, you have your uh, Alexa and everything at your home, it's connected to Wi-Fi, that kind of stuff. You need a gateway in between. But uh, with cellular, you get direct connections. 
So, for example, you can have uh, smart cities, you have light poles, uh, you have uh, smart bins for the trash that's connected directly to the internet, for example. So, I think we're going to see many, many strange things, but also awesome products in the future that's connected to the internet uh, via cellular, uh, basically. For example, in uh, 5G that's uh, in rolling out now, we have uh, three uh, sectors, right? We have the massive IoT, which is uh, basically LTM and the IoT. And we also have the, what's it called, the critical, it's called uh, critical, yeah, machine type uh, communication, which is ultra reliable, ultra low latency, which would be for cars, for example, that needs low latency. You can have smart cars in our cities with, uh, with uh, for example, self-driving uh, cars. Uh, who knows if that's uh, going to happen through that technology. And also we have the enhanced mobile broadband uh, for 5G, which is for streaming for 5K and 8K and uh, broadcasting VR, AR, that kind of stuff. But our main, uh, main focus is for the massive IoT space, which is the LTM and NVIT, which is all all the small devices around the world uh, globally. So, for example, things that you have at your home or things that's out in the streets or out in the nature, for example. So I think everything around us can be connected through, uh, through the internet uh, in the future. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, people talk about, you know, everything everywhere being connected and, 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 and so on and so forth. And I think the, the benefits of cellular, as you say, is, is, is massive to, to, to enable all of these different types of devices and, and so on. So it's really it's really nice to see what Nordic are doing here specifically. Um, I know one of the things that the business is involved with is, a, is asset tracking um, and something that's really been enabled um, with the tech that, the idea was there before, but the technology needed to advance and Sevier IoT is something that's enabled that to um, really progress and, and innovate. Um, what would it look like in the future then? So from what we see as asset tracking at the moment to where the vision that Nordic have for what could be possible with Sevier IoT? Yeah, since uh, asset tracking is, has been, it has been around for a uh, a while already through the 2G and 3G for example but mm. that is not low power uh, and that is often something that you need in asset tracking application you want to have a device for example a tracker on a, on a postage uh, delivery or whatever uh, that lasts for years or at least for a very very long time and that is now possible through the technology in itself and that we develop a device that is highly optimized for low power. So that you, that means that you can have a device that's out in the field for 10 to 15 years without changing the battery. And also if you include, uh, for example, uh, energy harvesting uh, on top of your device, for example, to get solar power to charge up the battery, you can have your device uh, out in the field for uh, much longer time. And also you can have it uh, yeah, the, it's the the possibility is endless when you combine technologies with energy harvesting as well. Mm. So, uh, for example, we have Sodak uh, is a company that does uh, exactly this. Uh, they have a asset tracker using uh, solar and also uh, with the cellular technology. 
I was just going to say, so Sodak is someone that I know quite well, uh, Jan William and Ollie, um, and uh, yeah, right. very very interesting business, uh, very good Dutch IoT company for, for listeners out there that, that may not know who they are. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, uh, I think uh, since devices are getting smaller and smaller, uh, it's getting cheaper and cheaper to get into this. So uh, now it's the perfect time to look at uh, if you weren't already looking at it, cellular IoT technology and developing this. Yeah, I think I've, uh, absolutely. You touched on energy harvesting there, so this is something that really yeah. kind of opened my eyes. Actually, uh, the the concept of energy harvesting and and, and how we're going to be able to self-power devices in the future because that's really a limitation in i suppose isn't it one of the last limitations of iot devices the fact that the battery power could be good enough for them to last say two three years out in the field but but ultimately uh sometimes when you install these devices you kind of can't come back to them you know mm. uh, it would be actually unequitable in terms of time where they may be positioned um yeah. and and one of the concepts of energy harvesting uh, that's that's likely to come out in a consumer context is is uh, remote controls for televisions and for peripheral devices. Um, very very likely that most of the OEMs now are going to have those self powered, right? Rather than necessarily needing uh, uh, you know external power. Um, what's Nordic's view on en- energy harvesting? You know, do do you think this is something that's so far ahead or, or, or are we going to make advancements in some of these devices so that they could be solar powered or or they'll pop uh, they'll charge in other ways so i'm curious to see the different um the ways that we can keep iot devices powered yeah so at nordic we see that energy harvesting is uh, definitely a technology that is uh that is future-proof and uh, we are partnered uh, for example with uh, a company called novi they have uh, we have had a partner webinar with them and we have some they have made an energy harvesting uh, PMIC uh, power manage, management uh, IC uh, yeah. with uh, for example they have combined uh, the NRF 9160R cellular device together and also made a, a development kit to showcase this uh, energy harvesting through solar power so uh, the technology is already there and uh, we have already customers looking at this uh, Sodak as I mentioned using cell- solar power to charge up their asset tracking devices which is also com- communicating through cellular but uh, for example if you see on the short range devices that we have Bluetooth low energy and that kind of stuff they use a lot uh, less current consumption than cellular so that is definitely something that uh, energy harvesting can uh, can benefit that you don't need an external source uh, together with for example uh, energy harvesting so you can have for example a button that you press that sends a bluetooth low energy signal and uh, the only charging the, the device is getting is through the the motion of you just pressing the button so we have seen customers made devices out of uh, out of this as well so so it's a great combination with our low power devices yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, and in terms of uh, the business, and, and, and this is the chance to really uh, to talk about how Nordic differentiates themselves, but you've, you've always been fairly synonymous with a lot of low-powered uh, BLE-type devices. A lot of companies have picked up uh, Nordic chips to run several devices and, and kind of the go-to fabulous 
semiconductor in some in some instances. Well, why why is that? You know, what what makes you the market leaders in what you're doing? And, and obviously, I don't expect you to reveal your secret sauce on the podcast, Martin. But um, there's sure, surely there are some things that you're doing specifically well that perhaps uh, other businesses could learn from, shall I say? Yeah, uh, I think uh, our approach of being very open and transparent around things has been uh, very beneficial. For example, we have a software development kit that we just deliver out for free, which is open source uh, using the Zephyr real uh, time operating system, for example. Uh, so we offer our uh, firmware software for free, as well as we have uh, different complementary tools. We also just made this, uh, I think it was last year, we uh, shipped out this power profiling kit to you, for example, okay. which you can use for every device to uh, to measure current consumption in real time. And this is just something that we provide to developers uh, for a very low price to get them started so they don't need to get expensive equipment. We just want uh, people to, to get uh, developing with our products quite easily. So it's uh, to get started, to make that leap very short mm. and easy to, uh, to use. And also, I think another thing that's very been highly beneficial for Nordic is that we have our uh, our technical uh, technical support group uh, through the developer zone, so uh, where everyone gets uh, support, uh, even if you are a tier one customer or just a Ted in the shed, right? Right. So everyone gets uh, support from our engineers. So I think think that has been one of the secret ingredients. Great uh, tech support. Well, it's not secret. It's yeah. It's uh, just how it is. Yeah. I think that's uh, one important part uh, to make uh, customers uh, get the support that they need. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's really that's really nice to hear because traditionally speaking, you know, uh, customers would get a level of support commensurate to how much money that they're spending, right? So right. Uh, tier one, tier two, tier three, and then some wouldn't get any support. Um, and would then have to go to various integrators to get that. But you know, uh, by by virtue of the fact that you're actually shipping out free boards, to getting people to use your uh, your hardware and start developing and working with the open source community, that is a differentiator, right? You've only got to look at you know Raspberry Pis and, and Arduino boards, etc. In the past, that if we are to get people developing. And, and coming up with new concepts and ideas, the barriers to entry to do that has to be low. It has to be inexpensive. Mm. And, and, and I guess really you're looking for the future talent, right? You know, the future people, yeah. you know, the, the graduates, the people that like to play about with soldering irons and hack stuff up and make yeah. stuff work, right? Because um, that's, that's what's going to increase the use of, of uh, awareness around Nordic's chips, but, but also to innovate more ideas and uh, I mean would you say, would you say that that's a, you know one of the ideas behind all of that yeah exactly that's uh, I think it's a perfect description of that we also for example have uh, partnered with uh, people to make boards for uh, for uh, for children uh, the microbit you probably heard of yeah okay we just yeah. yeah we just launched a microbit 2 now so with our new uh, chip on board so to get people started in a very early age to get used to actually developing uh, and programming. I think that's a nice initiative to kind of get people, uh, yeah, get people going. 
Yeah. Well, a hundred percent. I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, you know, pe people talk about mathematics, and uh, you know, the, the the brain is at its at its most advanced around eighteen to twenty years old when it comes to the processing of algorithms and maths and logic, right? So by starting people doing programming as early as possible, uh, it's surely a good thing because there isn't preconceived notions and you grow and, and as you learn, etc., things get better and better. I mean, it's quite, it's topical at the moment, you know, we, when you look at sort of slightly uh, esoteric things like, uh, you know, the NFT project that's happening at the moment, you know, there's something that's gone out in the press about this 12-year-old programmer learning Python from scratch and being able to do that, you know, without these initiatives, it's very, very difficult. Right. To, for, to enable the next generation of people to continually innovate. So I think that's a great thing that Nordic are doing and, and, and obviously with success. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I think it's a very good uh, initiative. Yeah, excellent. Well, Ma Martin, it's been fantastic to, to learn uh, in, in, in this part one of this episode with yourself about a little bit more about uh, the you know the initiatives that you've done so far in shortwave and, and obviously long wave technology and, and things that are getting you excited. Uh, about cellular IoT. Uh, thank you ever so much for your time. Where can people find out more about Nordic? Uh, social media, websites, etc. Could you share some of those with us, please? Yeah, uh, so our webpage is nordicsemi.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook page with Nordic Semi and also Instagram, Nordic Semi. And uh, for tweets, uh, Twitter, we have Nordic Tweets. So you can uh, reach us there as well. And also we have LinkedIn, uh, which is Nordic Semi. Okay, excellent. All right. Yeah. Thank you ever so much. Martin, it's been great. Thanks for coming on the IoT podcast. Thank you, Tom. It's been a pleasure. And as usual, guys, if you'd like to find out a little bit more about Nordic Semiconductors, do follow the social media sites that Martin mentioned. Get involved in the discussion on LinkedIn, on our website. Everything that we do at the podcast is to enable and foster talk and build a community around IoT. So we really do value any shares or comments or likes that you can give. And until the next time, thank you.